Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So a short time ago, I got to be on Zoom for an hour with one of my intellectual, uh, I don't know, uh, heroes sounds like too strong a word, but just someone um, whose work I've really loved and benefited from for years. His name is Tal Ben-Shahar. He's the author of the book Happier. Um, I think he wrote The Pursuit of Perfect, several other books as well. And he's a positive psychology professor. And he was my positive psychology professor. I took his course online from the University of Pennsylvania back in 2008, 2009. And that became the foundation of the positive psychology course that I taught for many years in college, as well as the Brightline Mind course that we offer every now and then here in Brightline Eating. So, it, it just was a fluke that I got to meet him. It turns out that he's close friends with someone I'm close friends with, and we got introduced and we spent an hour together in Zoom. And during that session, he shared something with me. I don't remember what the context was, but he shared this Spanish proverb with me. And the moment he said it, my mind went, and I just knew that it was gonna be a vlog topic. So he, I'd never heard this before. Have you heard this? Okay. Ready? It's a Spanish proverb and it goes like this. God says, take what you want and pay for it. God says, take what you want and pay for it. Oof, I love that. And it so relates to our bright line eating journey, but but I mean, it just relates to life. So let's think, you know, young adults starting out in life, right? Um, there are the young adults like, like I was when I was a young adult who decide to experiment with all kinds of things, right? Cigarettes, drugs, take what you want and pay for it, right? There's consequences to those actions as I well learned. And there's consequences on the other side too, right? Uh, you know, if you don't try a bunch of things, those are a bunch of experiences that you don't have, right? Um, but on the flip side, if you choose to be diligent and disciplined in a certain domain, let's say as you're a young adult coming of age, you decide to develop expertise in a sport um, and train really, really hard, um, you know, you might end up going to the Olympics. You might end up being really exceptional in some physical, uh, domain of endeavor. Fabulous. Take what you want and pay for it. There's going to be a lot of hours of payment. The investment in that path is going to be high. Take what you want and pay for it. So I'm thinking about bright line eating around this time of year. A lot of people are experiencing the payment, the consequence of how they navigated the holidays. Some folks decided to navigate the holidays with bright line eating sort of squeaky clean and really detached from the food. You know, Thanksgiving is just a Thursday. Uh, Christmas parties, I can, you know, uh, eat my dinner before I go and just don't eat anything there. I can call ahead and find out what's going to be served in terms of protein and produce, um, see if I can navigate it. 
I'm going to stay bright. I'm not going to have any alcohol over the holidays. I'm going to just stick to my bright lines precisely. Other people choose to deviate through the holidays here, there, uh, decide to try, you know, moving their food plan around on a holiday to see if they can, um, you know, have foods that are a little bit yummier or whatever, or just outright decide to break their bright lines. And often this time of year in our programs, we're experiencing coaching people who, you know, got off track during the holidays, right? Which typically means that they made choices up front at some point to decide to deviate and then uh, sometimes find that it's not as easy to get back on track as they expected and now their weight's crept up and et cetera, right? So that's just one example of how it applies to bright line eating. I think that in general, the approach to bright line eating that someone can take really exemplifies this Spanish proverb because you can sort of decide that what you want to take is the full bright body transformation, just full freedom uh, from obsession and compulsion with food, um, you know, shedding all your excess weight and living in your ideal bright body, um, uh, and really feeling free from food cravings and, um, yeah, just living that life. The investment to do that is, you know, letting go of sugar, letting go of flour, putting your food on a digital food scale, uh, the payment, you know, take what you want and pay for it. Uh, learning how to meditate, setting up a morning routine, setting up an evening routine, joining a mastermind group, uh, getting a buddy, committing your food, all those things, right? That's the, that's the sort of, uh, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical payment for, uh, taking what you want from the bright line eating transformation. And on the other side too, you know, if you decide that you want to see if you can, have some alcohol once a week, you know, have a glass of red wine on Friday nights. If you want to see if maybe you can keep drinking diet soda, if you want to see if, um, you know, fill in the blank sort of excited, if you can go on a cruise and, um, you know, eat what you want for that week and then get back on track. When you get back, you can take what you want there and pay for it, right? You can discover what those consequences are going to be for you. And uh, whatever they end up being, you will pay them. It's so interesting because with addiction in the mix, I think the worse the addiction is, the more the disconnect can be uh, between um, the experiment that you run and what the payment might end up being. Meaning, you know, if you're not addicted at all, then some, you know, eating some sort of food, let's say you eat a cookie or whatever, but you're not addicted, the payment for that is going to be completely commensurate with that cookie, like however many calories that was, however, you know, whatever, it, it sort of stops there, the consequence ends there. The more addicted you are, the more it might be that let's say you had several years of squeaky clean bright lines under your belt, you ate that one thing, it might be that you then struggle for years, right? And so the the payment downstream can be completely outsized uh, for what the particular action or deviation was, which I think is an interesting 
um, feature of the natural consequences that are described by that proverb. Take what you want and pay for it. If you've got addiction in the mix, the payment can sometimes be quite severe. There are other areas in life where that's true, though. I'm just thinking about um, sex and babies, right? Um, I don't know that two teenagers, you know, when they're getting together, uh, take what you want and pay for it, right? They know what they want. And it seems like one night of passion um, and pleasure is is one thing. But if a, if a pregnancy comes from that one night, the payment might be completely outsized uh, compared to you know, what actually was done that one night. And so, so sometimes life just delivers outsized consequences. And um, yeah, you, you may or may not be ready for that. Take what you want and pay for it. I, I've been thinking about this so much. I, in America, um, over this last weekend, we had the Super Bowl and it made me think about sports and it made me think about uh, exceptional achievement in the domain of sports. And uh, I was raised in San Francisco in the 80s, uh, came of age in the 80s and then the 90s, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Steve Young. I got to watch some great football growing up for my own home team. It was just a fabulous part of my childhood. And Jerry Rice in particular, you know, he was a particular kind of athlete. He was incredibly humble, incredibly hardworking. And he's got records on the record books today that it just looks like, I don't know, who's going to break those or when, but they, they stand by a, a lot. And um, he took what he wanted and paid for it. Like he was the first one on the field, the last one off the field. Uh, he ran those drills hard every time. He just, he didn't complain. He showed up. He did his work. <sighs> yeah. Success leaves clues. It really does. And in Bright Line Eating, the folks who are living bright, um, really peaceful with their bright line eating life, they have paid for it with certain uh, patterns of behavior, certain investments in this way of life. And um, yeah, and those who decide to um, sort of game the system, play the angles, there's, uh, there's ways that that gets paid for as well. I get asked sometimes on podcasts, um, after people hear what bright line eating is about, they're like, oh, well, yeah, not everybody sort of is willing to do that or wants to do that. What do you say to convince people who, who maybe, you know, um, don't feel like they want to give up their sugar and flour? And I just laugh and I say nothing. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't aim to convince them at all, right? I think it's actually a perfectly fair trade. I've always thought that, right? If someone wants to watch TV late into the night eating snacks and, and they just look me in the eye and they say, I don't want to give that up. I say, fine, like, great. I, I have no issue with that, right? Bright line eating isn't for everyone who needs it. Bright line eating is for people who want it and are willing to do what it takes to get it. Take what you want and pay for it. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.